Welcome to The Inner Athlete. This is episode number 12. And today we are going to talk about the metabolism. You know, and, and it, I was inspired to talk about this on a podcast after a recent Zoom class with my clients um, and recognizing how there can be so much value into kind of deciphering what exactly it is and, and kind of maybe troubleshooting some of the things you guys might be experiencing, you know, because there's just so much information out there and so many different promises of supplements that are going to increase your metabolism or burn fat faster and this and that. And I think without actually understanding what you're actually trying to do, um, it might make all of that stuff just very ineffective. And you might find that there might be some things you can do that require zero expense, um, but might require 100% effort that are actually going to be way more effective at increasing your body's metabolic burn. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get talking um, about the metabolism. But before we get started, if you do find value in this episode or any of my episodes, if you do want to learn more about something on this platform or anything, please, please, please feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram, Facebook, whatever it might be. Um, there'll be a link to my email address in the show notes as well, um, but you guys can always reach out to me. Would love to connect and learn a little bit more, more bleh, a little bit more about you and what you want to learn about. But today, like I said, we're diving into the metabolism. What the heck is it? Well, I'm going to skip the definition and I'm going to go right into the analogy because I'm I'm a much better visual learner and a visual explainer, for lack of better terms. So I want you to think of your metabolism as your body's internal uh, barometer, your like internal thermostat. And what it's basically doing is it's getting signals from your body that it needs to um expel energy somewhere. It needs to, it, it, it's designed to teach your body how to utilize energy or tell your body where energy needs to be displaced. So essentially we're going to get those signals from our body from a, a number of things, whether it be internal factors such as like digestion, um, or even, you know, diet, you know, things like that, but also from things externally. So whether we are, um, in cold climate or, um, you know, we get a cut and our body has to repair that there's going to be a bunch of different things to factor into, you know, what signals our body's going to be getting. So let's just say, for instance, it's, you know, negative 27 degrees outside you walk outside without a jacket on your body's going to be like, Oh, we are in freezing temperatures. Life force needs to be survival. So we're going to be sending energy to make sure that we're creating warmth in our internal organs. So our, our heart, lungs, you know, belly, all of those things, probably going to start to get colder fingers. All of your energy is going to be displaced to getting warmth to that core area. So your body's going to be burning energy for that. Vice versa, if you're in an extremely hot climate, body's going to be doing the same thing in the opposite. It's going to be trying to cool the body down. It's going to be working hard for that. So extreme, extreme climates can pay a factor into your metabolism. Um, other things uh, internally, like I mentioned, let's just say you get a cut. Uh, maybe it's a really bad cut or even a burn. Um, your body's going to have to work to um, create tissue to repair that. It's going to be sending, you know, healthy cells and things like that to help repair that. So that's also going to uh, factor into your metabolism. So there's basically four ways your body uses metabolism on a, a daily basis or four ways your body's going to be burning energy. The first one is going to be your basal metabolic rate. So what is your BMR? Not your BMI, body mass index, your BMR, basal metabolic rate. That's essentially what it takes just to live. 
So your body's pumping blood, it's it's breathing air, it's it's the stuff that needs to keep your brain on, um, organs to function, making sure that cell turnover is happening, all that stuff. That's your BMR rate. So basically, you can go online, you can find a calculator, what's my BMR, type in your age, your height, your weight, and it's going to pump out a number for you. It's probably a good baseline to start with. Your number might be a little bit off depending on the health of your body. So some people with things like hypothyroid or even um, some of the metabolic um, issues uh, like uh, type 1, type 2, type 2 diabetes and things like that, could their metabolism, their BMR could be affected a little bit by it, but that's going to be a good basic number to start with. So that's going to be the majority of your calorie burn or your energy burn. The next one is going to be the thermic effect of food. So that's basically what it takes to break down the foods that you eat. So um, whenever you ingest food, your body has to work to digest it. So the more volume you eat, the more food you eat, the more your body's having to work to digest it. Vice versa, the less food you eat, aka a lot of the starvation diets and such like that, the less body or the less work your body needs to digest it. Another way your body uses energy is going to be for exercise. So that's going to the gym, that's lifting weights, that's getting on the treadmill, that's biking, all of that stuff. And so your body's going to burn up some energy for that. And then the, the final one is going to be your non-exercise activity, which is the stuff that you do in your daily life. So whether it's washing clothes, washing dishes, brushing your hair, you know, all of that kinds of stuff, your body needs energy for that. So those are going to be the four basic ways that your body is going to be utilizing energy. So let's talk a little bit about the, the things that affect our metabolism and how, how we can kind of work to make sure that we're keeping it healthy. So number one is, is that you have to look at your actual diet. Are you eating enough food? Like if you've been chronically dieting on a thousand calories for a long time, yeah, your metabolism has adapted to that and it's going to need to be repaired a little bit. And the way you repair it isn't by cutting out more calories. It's actually feeding it more. And this is a hard one for people to understand, especially if you want to lose weight and you're like really focused on that, because sometimes you have to take a little bit of a break from the weight loss to work on repairing metabolic function and allow yourself to be able to diet on higher calories. So for instance, let's just say you've been trying to lose weight and you've been eating a thousand calories every day and you're no longer losing weight. You know, that means that your metabolism has adapted and everything is kind of downregulated to match that calorie set point now. So the only way to get you to lose weight more would be to increase activity, which a lot of times at that point, you're already going to be pretty tired because there's going to be a lack of energy or you can decrease calories more, you know, and the, and the problem with that is that the more you decrease calories, especially when you're taking them below BMR, that's when you start running into issues with thyroid function being downregulated with hormone reproductive function being downregulated, all of the things that your body doesn't deem necessary. And we're going to get more into muscle tissue when we talk about that, anything that's not necessary for life, your body's going to say, we don't need to do that right now. So it's going to start downregulating things. So eating enough calories is king. This is also why I believe that when you do go on a low calorie diet, you can keep your metabolism a lot healthier if you're eating higher quality foods, aka a lot more volume food. So if I'm eating a lot more whole foods like veggies and lean proteins versus, uh, you know, maybe just some rice and some, and some chicken, I'm going to obviously 
be working one on the thermic effect of food to digest more. Um, but two, it's, it's just giving your body more volume. So giving you more nutrients. Another one in terms of actual we're eating is, is protein. So protein is, is the most expensive nutrient we eat. So a lot of times when I do have clients that have a very low functioning metabolism and they really want to see the scale go down, I'm going to keep their protein needs higher because I know that there's a thermic effect of it. And I'm hoping to hopefully be able to get their metabolism functioning a little bit better if I can't get them to eat more calories or if I can't get them to move more to increase their metabolic burn. So that's another one. Um, so I don't want you guys to get freaked out about this. Oh my God, metabolic adaptation. I'm, I'm dieting too long. It's not, it's not wrong to be in a calorie deficit at the end of the day, when you guys want to lose weight, you're going to have to be in a calorie deficit, but it's important to understand that the way you do it can have long-term negative effects if it's not done properly. So this is often why, you know, when I have somebody reach out to me like, Hey, you know, can you set me up with some macros to help me lose some weight? I don't like to do that because I know that I could be setting them up for a metabolic adaptation. And when I work with clients, I try my hardest not to let that happen. So I watch for feedback. I watch for stalls and weight loss to know that at some point I might have to give them a couple of days of like higher calories. Maybe it's even a week or two off to kind of make sure we're preventing that at all costs. It's, it's a, it's a natural part of the process, but it can also be delayed and sometimes muted if we're smart about it. So, um, kind of going on, cause I am looking at notes here a little bit. Um, you know, we want to make sure we're kind of keeping food quality up, uh, to kind of obviously increase that thermic effect of food. The last one, um, you know, kind of, I, I had already kind of touched on with, you know, talking about eating enough and, and obviously protein being the one is, is the need for calories to maintain muscle. And we're going to kind of segue into part two. We talk about the importance of lifting weights, but if you are somebody who is eating in a calorie deficit and you're not getting enough protein and you are also doing a ton of cardio, the first thing that's going to go is your body's muscle because it does not need muscle to live. In fact, we'll talk more about the expense of that. It's it, it needs if so if you have more muscle, you need more calories, you know, and it's probably why like I'm 130 pounds and my calorie needs are way higher than a lot of people that don't have as much muscle as me. You know, even though we might have the same age, height and weight, my BMR because my muscle mass is so much higher, you know, which is another thing that's going to affect your BMR. So protein and making sure that we're getting enough of it is going to help you preserve that muscle tissue. I mean, I'm sure you guys have all heard about like, oh, muscle burns fat. Like I need to, you know, make sure I'm burning more. It's, it's sometimes it is, is somewhat true. You know, you do need, you know, the more muscle you have, the more calories you need. But if you're eating in a calorie deficit, the more muscle you have, the more it's going to tell your body, it doesn't need that. So it's going to start eating away at it. So the importance of lifting weights becomes part two. You know, I think that we can all get hung up, especially in a fat loss journey of like, I got to burn calories because I want to get in a calorie deficit. Um, but if you're never lifting weights, um, your body is not going to want to maintain that muscle. It's going to tell your body, I don't need this. It's really hard for me to do, to do the movements I need to do, especially if you're doing a lot of running and stuff carrying all of this weight from muscle tissue. So it's going to start to get rid of it. It's going to look at it like it doesn't need it. So it's important to make sure that you are lifting weights to prioritize that. This is especially key for those of you guys looking for that body recomposition. You want to burn some fat. You want to build some muscle. 
You can do that if you're doing it right. If you are minimizing the deficit you're putting your body in, getting in enough protein, and you're lifting weights, it can happen. It's not going to be this dramatic thing like you would get if you were on some kind of drugs, and it's not going to be like the the amount of results you're going to get if you just started lifting, but you can still have that happen if you're smart about it. So making sure that you are lifting weights is key. You have to make sure that you're lifting lots of weights. Um, so kind of going on, I'm just kind of like reading over some notes that I want to make sure I covered, um, is that you want to make sure that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you do need to, when you're trying to lose weight, obviously you want to make sure you're burning some calories, whether it be from your non-exercise activity or from cardio. But if you're not, if you're not doing the straight, the strength training, you're not going to be getting the body composition that you want. The other thing to recognize is that, and we'll talk a little bit about stress, but stress is a huge factor in your metabolism. So if you're chronically stressed, AKA you're chronically dieting, AKA you're chronically doing a lot of excessive cardio, um, you are going to be stressing out the body too much. And I kind of want to segue into, you know, just kind of talking about cardio in general is because I think that people get so hung up in like, I got to do cardio, I got to do cardio. At the end of the day, strength training is way more beneficial to body composition than cardio. And here's why. You don't want your body to adapt to things. Your body adapts way quicker to cardiovascular exercise than it does to strength training. This is also why it takes a lot longer to build muscle than it does to get fit, aka like increase your mile time. And what happens is, you know, you'll start to, and I know this myself, you will start to need more cardio to burn the same amount of calories that you did. So when you first run a mile, very taxing on your body. If you start running a mile every day, your body becomes very adapted to that. And it doesn't need it's going to need more to burn the same amount of calories. And so, and, and vice versa, that can happen is, is sometimes when people, I had a client recently who was not eating enough and she started eating a little bit more. And she said, Cheryl, I've noticed that lately my, my tracker is showing me that I'm burning more, more calories in my workout. And I don't love fitness trackers, but I do see that that could also correlate to a change there. Right. So like eating more food, she's probably burning more calories. She's probably getting you know, a harder workout in because she's got more carbohydrates. So it's important to understand that the cardiovascular aspect of things is not as important as the strength training aspect of things. So, and then, you know, part three is obviously we've got to make sure that we're taking time to rest and recover. If you're never giving your body a chance to AKA rest and digest. So like letting, you know, hormone come back to homeostasis, bringing down cortisol levels, all that stuff being in that chronic state of fight or flight is going to keep your body under chronic stress and it will start to adapt to that. And it will start to down-regulate things that it doesn't need because energy is being utilized just to run those stressful situations. So making sure that you are taking time to rest and digest is so important. Nutrition plays a huge factor in that as well. And then the last one is obviously going to be sleep. So Guys, when you sleep, your body is basically sorting all of the stress from the day. Everything that your body experienced throughout the day, it's now going through a period of like, all right, like sorting things out, getting things organized, making sure that everything is is in line the way that it needs to be. You know, if you're not sleeping, you're not giving your body a chance to reset. And so I know it's it's the thing that we don't notice as much, but it's the one thing that your body recognizes the most. So 
you don't notice it, your body does. And so if you're chronically underslept, underslept, chronically, you know, just like not sleeping enough, chronically dieting, chronically not eating enough, your body is just like getting all these mixed signals. And so inflammation becomes a factor. Nutrient deficiencies can become a factor. There's so many things. So getting quality sleep is so important. So for those of you guys that are like, what do I do to build my metabolism? Those are the four things I would focus on. One, are you eating enough food? Two, are you getting enough weight training? Three, what's actually five things. Three, how much cardio are you doing? Four, what does your stress look like? Five, what does your sleep look like? So if you're kind of giving yourself an opportunity to focus on those things, you know, you'll be on the right track. And it doesn't have to be this like clean the slate, make everything happen once at, once at a time. Like, like I said, it, your body doesn't adapt overnight anyway. So even if you're making small changes, you're still going in the right direction. So maybe you're focusing on sleep right now, just making sure you're, you know, getting your schedule in check. Maybe you're just stop dieting for a little bit and start focusing on building the metabolism, making sure that you're eating enough food. You know, maybe you are eating too much calories, but not enough nutrient dense food. So maybe you're just focusing on food quality. There's so many things you can focus on to get your metabolism working well without doing everything at once. You know, I think of it like chewable chunks. So as we kind of segue out of the whole metabolism and everything like that, I wanted to kind of discuss like the four metabolic toggles that are common and kind of like how you know, they can all be healthy, um, but they also all play a part in our life and especially in our diet periodization. And some of them are healthier for shorter periods of time and others are for longer periods of time. So with that being said, uh, the first one is the one that we would all love to be whenever we're super stressed out. And that's the couch potato I'm sitting on my butt. I'm watching TV, eating my chips, eating my chicken wings, watching some football, probably not getting up, just vegging out. And there is a time and place for that. If you've been chronically stressed, whether you, let's just say, for instance, I just competed in the CrossFit Games. I'm going to need some time off. I'm going to need some downtime. So maybe I'm spending a little bit of time, you know, doing a bunch of nothing. You know, that's that's part of a healthy lifestyle if it's a short-lived period, you know. So think of it like this. You can periodize it this way. Maybe you're taking like one day a week where you're not doing much of anything. Or maybe you're taking one week out of, you know, the year where you're not doing much of anything, that's your vacation or whatever it might be. Like, that's okay. That's part of the point. So those people, those couch potatoes, they're basically not focusing on calorie deficits. They're eating, they're eating what they want and they're just not moving a lot. They're, they're chilling. They're like comfortable. They don't want to move. They're tired. You know, we all know how that can feel really good, but too long, it can start to make us feel pretty gross too. Um, on the opposite end of that, you've got the dieter. And this is also a short period of time. So maybe you are getting ready for a, a figure show or you got a vacation coming up and you want to spend like a few weeks, maybe a few weeks, just kind of tightening things up. You're, you're increasing your exercise activity. You're decreasing the amount of food you're eating. Short period of time, that's okay. Very, very hard to maintain long-term. Your body is going to start to work against you. One of the biggest um, things you're going to notice is your mood. You know, you're going to become irritable, anxious, stressed out, depressed, a lot easier. You're going to feel irritable all the time. So, you know, that's a very short period of time. You know, I wouldn't recommend that for long periods of time. The other two toggles are probably a little bit more lifestyle based, and these are going to be longer term based on the personality. And you've got one, one side of the coin and that's the athlete. And that's kind of like me. I like to work out a lot. I eat a lot. So I'm eating all the time. I'm exercising all the time. 
that's my lifestyle. I feel good when I move. I, I like being active, um, but I also fuel that. So I'm not the dieter eating very little and training all the time. That's what most people do. They go to the gym five, six days a week and they are chronically dieting and horrible for the metabolism. Uh, the athlete, on the other hand, probably has a pretty healthy metabolism. They probably can eat whatever they want for the most part. Um, and they probably are pretty intuitive with that as well uh, because they move a lot. And then the last one is the European. And that's kind of the person that they don't have a non-active life. They just don't focus on training as much. They might be living in a town where they walk a lot, like a city where they walk a lot. Um, they don't really exercise a lot, but they move a lot. And their diet is kind of in line with that too. They don't really focus on dieting. They don't really focus on, you know, eating whatever they want, but they kind of have that moderation approach. And I guess I feel like that's why they call it the European model. Cause it's kind of like the very French way to live, right? Like they can eat the croissant and, and not have five croissants, which the dieter, you know, they're going to get the croissant. They're going to want five more because come Monday, they're not eating a croissant ever again. So they have that very healthy balance in, in their exercise being very low intensity, kind of like lifestyle based and they're eating kind of being in line with that. So both the athlete and the European model are very healthy long-term. The thing about these four toggles is you don't have to live in one toggle forever. Just like with my podcast on diet periodization, you don't have to live and should not live in a calorie deficit forever or in a calorie surplus forever, or even in calorie maintenance forever. You know, you can constantly periodize, periodize things. And so, you know, thinking of your nutrition and your training as a, as a whole and as a piece of your year, you know, in your periodization of your seasons, like there's ways to kind of, you know, make it work to your lifestyle. So looking at it from, you know, for myself in the CrossFit world, like, you know, post games, taking a week to be a couch potato, then maybe segueing into a little bit more of that like European model. So maybe kind of doing some training, but focusing more on like enjoying life and, you know, looking at the winter season and, and time with family and friends and maybe some more vacations, but still being active. And then going into that athlete life where like training super high intensity, all of that kinds of stuff. And then going into the game season. So that person probably isn't really going to diet ever unless they do have a specific reason to. If you are the dieter, maybe you're spending a short period of time getting ready for a show or getting ready for that trip. Then you're on that trip. Maybe you're being a little bit of the European or maybe you're being a little bit of the couch potato slash European, segueing back into the European more long-term and then like maybe kicking up your training a little bit, you know? So that's also a way to live. You don't have to live in one toggle forever. It's just important to recognize that some of those places are, are easier to live in long-term than others. So why did I want to talk about the metabolism today? Because I think one of the biggest frustrations people get is I have a slow metabolism. And, and that becomes the crutch as to why they're stuck being overweight or why they can't seem to see results. Instead of focusing on, I have a slow metabolism, focus on why do you have a slow metabolism? So if you are the couch potato, hands down, it's probably why you have a slow metabolism. You're just not moving enough throughout the day. If you're the chronic dieter, that might be why you have a slow metabolism. You're never giving your body enough energy to feel good. If you have a well-functioning metabolism, aka you're looking at the people in the CrossFit games or in the gym that are getting lean and they're 
seeing PRs every day, they probably are moving a lot and, and training a lot and eating a lot of food. So when you're looking at the solution for your metabolism, stop focusing on the metabolism. Start focusing on what's going on in your life that is affecting it. Even when looking at hormone function and and thyroid function and things like that, a lot of those things, even though some have a genetic predisposition, lifestyle factors can play a a huge factor into things we can do to improve numbers. And I've seen it happen firsthand. So that's kind of why I wanted to talk a little bit about the metabolism and, and what I wanted you to get out of this podcast today. As I'm closing up shop here, um, I do want to segue into just kind of like what I just kind of touched on, which is like the focus points, right? Because I think one of the things I want to start to do is I, I do try and go live a lot on my Instagram feed. I do try and and give as much value as I can, but I, I do like to leave you guys always with some mindset stuff. And And I think that I want to start making sure that I end my podcast with a little bit of a mindset talk. And I want today's to be about that focus piece because it's easy to focus on the problem. It's not easy to focus on why the problem is the problem. And so sometimes learning how to shift our focus a little bit into the uncomfortable things that we don't really want to change or don't feel like we can change can honestly bring us better results and less frustration. So perfect case in point, I talked about metabolism. Let's talk about the scale, all right? Hyper-focus on, I wanna lose weight. I wanna see the scale go down. I wanna see the scale go down. What if for a period of time, you just stopped focusing on the scale and you started focusing on why is that scale not moving? What is going on in my life that is not letting it move? And if you start to take some inventory as to why things aren't moving, suddenly you might find a lot more success because now you can start focusing on those things. Is it, I need to move more? Is it, I need to start eating a little bit more, rebuild my metabolism? Is it mentally, I just keep setting myself up for failure because I'll be good for three days and then I'm hungry and I eat too much, whatever it is. So it's easy to focus on the problem. It's also easy to get distracted by all of the solutions you see out there to that initial problem. Lose 10 pounds with this, lose this with this, get results with this. But you have to ask yourself, is that solution going to fix the problem or the reason why you've gained weight or can't lose weight? Hopefully that resonated with some of you guys today. Guys, if you guys have any questions, anything you want me to talk about on this podcast in the future, please feel free to shoot me a message on my Instagram, my Facebook, or in my email box. Um, I look forward to connecting with each and every one of you guys. Have an amazing week.